Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, everyone. You are tuned into the Stroke Diva Fabulous Show. I'm your host, Kamari T. Richards, and I have another great show for you tonight. Now, my guest, Miss Claudia Moss, was one of the very first guests when I started the Stroke Diva Fabulous Show way back in, let's see, 2011, I think. So she is revisiting the show, and I'm really excited about it. Claudia is an independent writer. She's an author, a blogger, performance artist, editor, motivational speaker. You do so much, and that's why I'm glad to have you back in back on tonight. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I just really appreciate your presence in the universe and on my path. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, so I want to get started. I want to start with, of course, we were just talking before before we started, your vision of what you wanted to do with your life. What is it that motivates you as a performance artist, an author, a poet, a speaker? Where does all that come from? I think it comes from the realization that whatever you want for your life, whatever inspires you to stand up and do something different, that the knowing that you can do it, you can have it, if you learn to hurdle fear, if you learn to not uh, see fear as um, an enemy, but to embrace it, bring it to you, and allow you to propel into the next greatest vision of yourself. Right, and I, I think that's your, your quote of living the best life that I can. And so you are living an authentic life. You're fearless. But how do you know, how do one get to be fearless? How does someone do that? I, I think um, we can be we can begin to move over to being fearless from being in a fearful situation. When when we are fearful and we are afraid to speak and we are afraid to stand up and say, "I can speak," give me the microphone. Or we're afraid to say, oh, yes, I bought myself some feathers and I'm going to do a burlesque dance. Whatever we're afraid to do, once you stand in that fear for so long, it begins to have an effect that uh, shuts you down. And there's something about a shut-down spirit that just cannot abide being shut down for long. You, you just can't. You get to a place where you say, I, I'll do it or I'll die trying. And doggone it, I'm going to do it. So um, if, if people look at it sometimes as such um, as a horrible thing to be fearful. 
but but I don't think it is. I think it's a part of the continuum of us learning that we are far, far greater than what we really think we are. And and and, and if we allow uh, fear to be that springboard to be okay with it, then we could catapult ourselves into a place where we want to be from that fearful spot. So so I, I really, really believe it's a matter of feeling it, feeling that fear, feeling what it does to our bodies, feeling what it does to the mind, to the psyche, to the heart, and then letting that be the um, catalyst for change, letting that be something cathartic to say, okay, whew, let me wipe my brow. I'm scared. I'm scared. But I know what it means to be scared. Now it's all gone and I've got to be somewhere else. Even if we call out the spirit and say, you know, I'm afraid. I'm afraid, but but I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to move on. Well, to me, if I'm going to stand on that mountaintop, I have to have known what it felt like to be in the valley. To be in the valley with my back against the dirt, scared. Right. So that a certain part, I'm telling you. Okay, okay. And 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 I'll just I'll just put another part to answering this question. Okay. Uh, when I went to visit a friend in St. Louis last year in September. Um. I was fearful about being in 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 an apartment. Which I was in an apartment, um, and she offered me the um, blessing of an apartment for the month of September to write and just to enjoy the city. That's a blessing in itself. Hootie, who make no mistake, I was most grateful. But still, it was a fear of the unknown in a new place. So at night, even though they were downstairs, I would have to corral myself and say, you know, I'm staying up here. This is a blessing to be up here, and I'm not going to think of it as anybody invading this space, coming in, doing anything that I would not want done. So, so I, I began to work with fear and put it in my pocketbook and put it in my computer bag and say, okay, I'm here. It's going to be fabulous. And you, fear, you're going to make me stronger. You're going to make my back straighter, and I'm going to enjoy it. But when I got a knock on the door one morning when, when, when my friends downstairs uh, were away at work, and that knock startled me, coming to my door, uh, leading upstairs, I was like, I was fearful. I was shut down with fear momentarily, like, who is, who is that? Who knows I'm up here? Who, I haven't um, met anybody in the city who is supposed to be um, coming up here to uh, uh, engage me. Right. And then when fear works on you, 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 spirit begins to help you, and I, you know, I, I pulled myself together, looked down uh, at the person, could see the man's legs, and um, I, I spoke up. I said, hello, who is it? 
And in the exchange of everything that happened, the, the final analysis was the man had to walk away because he wasn't getting in. And uh, um, he, he, he left one page of a, um, how do you say, a watchtower. He left the back page of a, of a Jehovah Witness watchtower in the screen door. And then, but even though I was engaging him fearlessly, I was also uh, creating a plan in the back of my head that if he decided to kick this door in, this is what I'm going to do. So uh, it was a blessing to be in a fearful spot and then realize that you can come out of it. Right. That you can stand up. Right. And I think, you know, definitely that's a legitimate fear because, you know, we live in a time where you don't know if someone's a terrorist or if someone's, you know, a crazy person. And so I know I have a lot of that fear. And, it's, you know, it really takes, it's a work in progress to overcome when you see and hear and feel so much. You're right. You're absolutely right. And as it turned out, well, uh, and fear, uh, um, once again, is a blessing because fear makes you very cognizant of certain details. And I noticed that it was a a warm morning, and he was dressed in a heavy coat that came to his knee, uh, to his um, mid-thigh. And I was like, it's not that cold. Why would this man be standing there dressed like that? And um, in the final analysis, I found out later before I left the city at the end of my visit that uh, a man meeting that description had been robbing people early in the morning on that same street. Wow. That is amazing. Yes, yes. And, 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 and sometimes fear silences, silences us. But once again, at a certain point, we find our voices and we speak. So I didn't, I didn't uh, call the police that afternoon. I thought about it. I thought about it. And the next day, I thought about it. And then I said, Claudia, wait a minute. Report it. Even if it was just a happenstance, report it because nobody, uh, uh, well, Jehovah's, in my experience, Jehovah's Witnesses, they, they do not, Jehovah's Witnesses do not just leave but the torn off back page of a, of a um, watchtower magazine. They leave the whole watchtower, exactly. you know. And so that was a, a hint to me, too. And when I called the um, St. Louis police about it, uh, you know, it made me feel even stronger. I, I understand that. I understand that. There's like that old adage, you know, feel the fear and do it anyway. But oh, my God. You just, you just said the, the title of a book I, I just got uh, on Kindle. <laughs> a woman named Susan Jeffers wrote, um, feel, Dr. Jeffers wrote, let me see, feel the fear 
and leap anyway. So, yes, I, I'm telling you, come on, I just bought it yesterday. Oh, my goodness. That is <laughs> Have you started reading? I haven't started the reading, but I'm fascinated. And, and um, I, I just, the, the title was just simply uh, something that I think all of us should should have because we all are braver than we think we are. We all need to be encouraged at all times. Um, we all have to engage fear. Why not have a little resourceful reading in the background? Exactly. And now that we're talking about books, I want to go into your two novels. And, you know, I definitely Thank want you. our guests to check those out. So you have Dolly, the memoirs of a high school graduate. And yes. if you if you love me, come. So tell us yes. about those two. Thank you so much. Um, I, I am a writer, and writing fills me with bliss, with light. I, I just love it. And my first novel, yes, is Dolly, the memoirs of a high school graduate. And I was teaching high school English when I wrote that. And it was so easy to create the voice of a young woman. My protagonist is Dolly, and she is coming out of the South from a Southern family who loves her, but she travels to Detroit to visit with the portion of the family that is now relocated in Detroit. And she's uh, leaving high school when she does it, so of course she has to uh, encounter romance uh, as well as life in general when uh, one of the people that she's working with in the beauty salon is killed. So you you have, I, I put so much in there about what can happen when a young person just uh, leaps into life. Uh, so I, I, I like the story. Uh, I, when I wrote the story, I love the story. When I wrote the story, um, I, I, it, it didn't start as a novel. Actually, it started as a short story only. And I sent it to different magazines, and oh my goodness, lo and behold, a magazine out of California purchased it, and I received my first check, which made me a professional writer at the time. Yes. It was $500 for the story. Right. That's exciting. Oh, my God, yes. And the um, editor said, Claudia, if you can make this character breathe through 250 more pages, I I have a friend who will buy the novel. I almost fell off my heels. I was like, what? Wow. And let me tell you, I did it. I went, I um, wrote, as, while I was teaching, I would come home and um, write, try and write in the evening, and then I would write all weekend long. And, of course, um, I would write in the summer, and I finally finished it. He kept his word. He introduced me to a gentleman named Ray Locke. And Ray Locke was an editor at Holloway House in um, 
I think it's Melrose, uh, Melrose Street in Los Angeles, California. Yes. And he purchased it. And, and my first novel, Dolly, was published by Holloway House. And then my second novel, If You Love Me, Come, purchased, I mean, not purchased, but um, self-published in uh, 2000, I think it was 11, um, uh, was my second novel, and, and I, I really, really loved it, um, if, you, if You Love Me, Come. It's a love story, a contemporary love story set in the city of Atlanta, where I am now. And it's a family-oriented as well as um, a story about coming of age, coming into yourself as a, as a young woman, coming out of the closet for another character, um, just standing on your own and realizing the sacrifice that love is, that, that people make sacrifices for love, that, that if, you, if you say you love me, what are you willing to do? That love is an action word. It's, it's not a noun. It's a verb. And, and in the novel, uh, I've had critics to say, Claudia, that book is so about love that it's, it's about love in so many different areas and places in life. So um, I'm just I'm fascinated with every review that it gets on Amazon. So it both, uh, well, not both books, but um, If You Love Me, Come can be found on Amazon in the Kindle department and also in the paperback uh, version. Uh, I, I, published, I self-published the paperback through Create Space, and um, I, I learned all about Kindle and took that process to uh, the digital. And I worked with a publisher out of, well, a printer out of um, Massachusetts and created the paperback version, another version of the paperback. So I guess with, what, with that book, I was learning the publishing world in a very intimate way. I was learning about how to put a book together, what goes into it, about the cover, about the editing, all of it. Right. But I, but I tell you, Tamara, I really tell you, from what I learned about it, which was uh, like, oh, going to YouTube, like going to YouTube University and learning whatever you want to learn on YouTube. What right. I learned was that I really want to go through the traditional publishing forum for my coming works. I want to market and help promote and all of that, but I don't want to choose the self-publishing uh, route again. I want to experience um, the traditional beyond Holloway House. Holloway House, it's, it's, it's surprising the way my, my journey was circuitous because I went from traditionally published through Holloway House to self-published, and now my heart is set on my coming works that I'm working on now being traditionally published. And, you know, I think that makes, I, I would think that that would 
make it um of course it's all rewarding but trying uh each you know every which way to do it whether it's self publishing or going the traditional route and that yes. you know that's a lot of growth in that Oh process. thank you. Thank you. I really feel it too. <laughs> I feel I feel um the growth and I think that's oh my god the center focus of life is growth. Yes. We we grow so many areas every day. I, I, I I'm not fighting growth. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and you know what? I I I try never to fight the new beginning. That you know, change. Some people are like, oh, I don't want to change. Um, you know, I want to stay. I want to stay on this branch forever. No, okay. the, the less you fight change, I think, the easier it is to fail. That's a great way of looking at that. That's a great <laughs> thank way you. Of looking at that, that truly is. And I just have to say to our listeners, when you write an email, okay, you are a writer. Because when you write an email, you know, with my stroke, I keep everything nice and short. <laughs> just for a paragraph or two, or just, you, you, I mean, you're writing and it's, you know, as if you're writing, working on your book. It is amazing. I just kind of laugh and smile. I'm like, Claudia gave me that long sentence with all these beautiful words. <laughs> I can feel the energy. <laughs> I'm like, okay, just two sentences. I shouldn't say paragraph, just two sentences. I'm like, okay, she can say that, that it would have taken me a whole paragraph <laughs> or a whole a whole page to say. I, 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 I love words. You do. I, I, I simply love them. I love throwing them up in the air and watching them shower me in blessings. I love splashing them out on a page like I'm painting and a portrait appears. I, I just. I just love it. I love words, even in other languages. Right, because you do Spanish. Oh, my God, I love it. I love Spanish. Spanish has such a music to it. You know, maybe people think English the same, think of English the same way, but Spanish, it's it's like a a whole opera playing in Spanish. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know because we first we first met. You do everything in Spanish, and I was like, "Okay, she is just really she's going to write it in English in a beautiful way, and she's going to write it in Spanish a beautiful way." I'm just glad that you do you know both side by side, so I can keep up. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I do them side by side um, <laughs> to um, help whoever is is reading or, or because. I just think it's such a blessing to be bilingual or to strive yeah. to be fluently bilingual. I mean, yeah. so, in so many other countries in the world, if people can speak three different languages, four different languages, <laughs> and then sometimes in America, we just, you know, we go with that English, boy, we will tell you quickly, um, I don't want to learn that. Um, I don't know anything about that. I'm not trying to learn speak English. You're in America. 
but um, we're going to, you know, to each his own, but still, I love it. I know. I've always been this way, even in uh, high school. Even in high school, when I had um, Spanish girlfriends, and we would go home from school and, and, um, go to one another's houses, and they would see how we, I lived, and I would see how they lived and what their mothers prepared for dinner and, and what was the, the music of the language around the dinner table and hanging out. It, it's just like, it's, to me, it's like merging two worlds. Right. Absolutely. We're going to continue talking about your writing because you have uh, two poetry collections. And so oh, thank you. Yeah, the yes. Soft Tsunami and the Wannabe Wonder series. So tell us. About oh, yes, that. indeed. Uh, 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 my poetry collection, um, that came out, I think I put that out. And that's self-published as well. And um, I believe that was 2000, um, 2012. Um, and... I've always, um, excuse me, uh, I need you all to go to the back, please. And I, oh, thank you. And um, I've always, since, since I was a writer, I just realized that um, you don't have to be limited by any particular genre. That, hey, if, if, if I can make words dance, I can make them dance poetically. I can make them dance in prose. I can make them dance in any sort of an essay. Uh, a newspaper article, and therefore I just started writing poetry as well. And I noticed that whenever I was going through different um, emotional roller coasters, the poetry came faster. And so I just gathered all of it and realized, wait a minute, I have at least a couple of books here. And uh, there they were. Interesting. Interesting. So tell us about them. I'm sorry, Kamara, say it again? Oh, tell us about the two. Oh, the two books? Oh, yes, thank you, thank you. Um, the poetry book, Soft Tsunami, I, with that whole concept of putting soft with tsunami, um, was just supposing, I think, uh, in my mind, the power of poetry to come in a um, soft way and then tell uh, and, and have at its core sometimes such a powerful punch on on unveiling something and, oh, and revealing something. And, and that's what I was going with uh, for that. And also with soft tsunami, I... I was um, enthralled with water, water imagery. So water, in some way, form, or fashion, trickles through the whole work in um, the different words that I could come up with, a deluge, a surge, um, a flow that would connote the movement of water. And I think that was important for the movement of uh, the emotions and the things that I was writing about in the work. They were all carried on a current that I thought would bring the reader to where I was uh, when I wrote that particular 
uh, book. And, and that book of poetry came uh, over like a long flowing river over a course of time. It just wasn't, you know, poetry that I had written in a month or two months or three. It was several years. So you could, um, I could see uh, my growth and where I was um, at a particular place and, and where I ended. That is amazing. I love the way you say. Yeah. It's like a continuum. So, of, I'm sorry, Tamara, say that again. But I love the way you say that. It's like it's just a the um, movement of the water. I mean, I can visually see that and understand that it's the same thing. Yes, yes, thank you for that. Yes, indeed. And on the cover, I tried to create. No, I did. I did do a watery cover. Um, and my the my graphic designer got the concept right away, and uh, he he just had the cover in a bluish greenish kind of um, kind of imagery of the sea. So it, it was great. It was great, uh, and that was with that uh, that was uh, what went on in soft tsunami. And let me tell you what else I did with soft tsunami. I decided to publish uh, that group of poems in one paperback and then do it, um, publish it on um, Kindle as well. However, what I uh, did trying to stretch creatively was I made um, the different sections of the book available to readers um, at a, a lesser price, of course, than the whole so that readers um, and book buyers had the option of saying, okay, um, I think I'll try Claudia Moss with her poetry here. I'll buy one of these sections and see how that goes. One of these books, a smaller book of poetry. Okay, I really like this. I think I'll check out her other one. Wait a minute. I'll just go on and get the whole book. I wanted them to have um, options because I know I love options when I go seeking uh, literature and books on on Amazon and, and Barnes and & Noble, and I think um, on their windows, and I think um, we have to think in that way to make uh, reading accessible to the reader in different, in different formats. I didn't think about releasing it in PDF. I might think about that. I might consider that rather for the next time because I have author friends who release some books in PDF uh, for another price. But um, with with uh, my other book that you mentioned, um, Want to Be Wonders. Want to Be Wonders is a collection of short sketches, more like short short stories. Okay. And one and there I I wrote enough of them for three separate books, and it is a series. And I created this character whose name is Wanda. Her middle initial is B, uh, and her last name is Wanders. But my concept in creating her was to say, Wanda B. Wanders. Like, I'd be wondering about what happened across the street the other day when I had to go over there and see what they, those folks were doing. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Thank you. 
Yeah. And one is a feisty little lady um, who holds her own, and she never backs down from the opportunity to let you hear her voice and to let you know what she thinks about everything. Right. The fascinating thing that I love about Wanda is she sees the world in two colors, black and white. Interesting. (laughs) No shades of gray. No shades of gray for Wanda, honey. You're either black or you're white. And she got and she's got some thoughts on both sides. <laughs> That's great. And Claudia, now I didn't ask you uh before the show. I was looking at the publications of the love and loss. Can you tell me more about that? Because I meant to ask you about that before we started. Okay. Um this is the new publication that I'm working on. Okay. Uh, to honor the heart. Is that the one? I have. Uh, is that the one that's love and loss? Mm, let me see. I don't. I I don't think I have one yet. I love that title though, love and loss. <laughs> I love that title, but no. Um, the new the new publication that I'm working on uh-huh. is uh, to honor the heart. Oh, I know, I know. Um, that's the one you. I know it has to be because it's the one where um, I want survivors of rape and sexual abuse to talk about. We were talking about that before, so definitely um, give us all the information on that because I forgot that we originally were going to talk about. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Great. Uh, that one. That one is uh, tentatively entitled To Honor the Heart, and it is survival stories of rape and sexual abuse. And uh, I have several submissions for that collection of of voices, nonfiction voices, Uh, and I'm so grateful for the women who have submitted their voices to me chronicling what happened with them as far as being survivors of uh, sexual assault and uh, what happened to them, how they, how they uh, what happened that led to them standing up again and being a viable, whole person able to love uh, in the world. And, and some of us go through different uh, channels to get there and reading each one, even the ones uh, rendered in poetry, the ones rendered in essay form, reading them is uh, refreshing indeed for the heart and soul to know that we can survive something of that um, horrible nature and still be able to open our mouths and share with other people so that others will know that they can do the same thing. And that is really what I wanted to do with that, with that work. Uh, what I want to do, I should say, with that work is to honor the 
the women who survived and to honor those who may be in a situation that they need support and encouragement as they go along the journey of trying to stand up and heal from something like that. That my primary primary goal was to say to people, you don't have to be silent. There is no glory in being silent even for yourself. You must speak when something like that happens. You cannot uh, allow it to go buried and interred within your soul all of your lifetime. You have to open your mouth and realize that keeping uh, a shame and guilt to your breath is not what you should do. You should fling it away and, and pick up the honor of this is my story. I am not hating, uh, and I kept overcome in this situation by the mere fact that I can tell you about it. So I know what I'm talking about with this because I am a two-time rape survivor. I know the um, shame and guilt that says, don't speak. You don't want anybody to know that happened to you because people will say that you are, quote, damaged goods. No, the, the damaged goods there would be the person who thought right. that he or she could get away with doing such a thing to someone else. That's the damaged goods, not the person who survives and yes. learns to love again. Yes, that is so powerful, and I, you know, I commend you for doing that work. And I think when you when you have something like that, there's that strength in numbers, so someone can read it and tell someone, you know, tell their story or encourage someone else to tell their story. But that and the world that we're living in, the violence against women and girls, it's wonderful to see. You're not alone. And no, it's not your fault. You didn't ask for it. You know, I don't care what you were wearing or what club you were at or or whatever. I love the way you say that that is the shame is not on the victim. You know, the person who's doing it ought to be shameful. That is correct. That's correct. And when I decide to bury it, when women decide to shovel it under uh, something and and walk away like it never happened, then you are a victim. When you decide to break silence, you are no longer a victim. You're a victim no more. Mm. You have shared and you realize that you can forgive your heart, your soul, makes it readily, readily um, accessible. You're readily able to open yourself up and forgive. So, so um, no, you can't. And you can't get to you can't get to the forgiveness until you can face it. Until you can face it, and until you can face it and talk about it. You cannot get to forgiveness, and you must get to forgiveness 
You must get to forgiveness. You must forgive yourself for any thought that you might have that it might have been your fault. You forgive the perpetrator. You you can forgive because our central nature is divine. It is love. Yes. And all things are washed clean in that love, in that power. Yes. And that is you... You know, we see it on the news or we know people, um, you know, that they have that guilt that they last a lifetime. Some women go to their grave that they have been assaulted and never tell a soul, not even a family member or a close friend, because of you have that guilt and that shame. And that's a lot. That's a burden on your That's right. That is absolutely... That's absolutely right. And you said it. I like that word, a burden. That is a burden that will bury you. Yes. Even before your time, you'll be like the walking dead. Yes. That's how powerful it is to try and bury something like that. I mean, I, Kamar, I kept that a secret for almost. Um, well, let's say a lifetime, because some people live and die within the time that I kept it a secret. It was just, it was just so long, and it, it was buried so long. I thought I had forgotten about it, but you'd never forget about it. You, you, it's somewhere under the layers of who you are, and it comes unburied like when water rushes over something and washes away the topsoil, and then, oh, my God, what is that? And that's how it was for me. I mean, I was looking at um, a young lady's video on YouTube, and all of a sudden she started talking about being raped by her father and her brother and, and having gone through sexual abuse of that magnitude. And here she was, 20-something, telling the story, bravely, fearlessly. And I thought, oh, Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And then I contacted her. Why? I contacted her. And this is the power of spirit, I gather, working with me. I contacted her to speak on my talk show, on Talk Shoe, on the Claudia Moss live show, to talk about her experiences, and how she grew from them. But we could never make the um, arrangement to have the show. But then she invited me to go to her survival website that she created to have women and girls to go to the website and either tell their story or say in a picture form, I am a victim no more. So I went to the website, and in the slot, you know I'm a writer. You already said I, I love words, and you're right. <laughs> Even in an email, I write. When I got to her website, I started writing. She asked the question on her website, have you ever been raped or survived sexual assault or molestation? And, Kamara, I was writing, oh, no. Uh, no, I've never had that experience, but um, I am in solidarity with the 
girls and women here. And, and the more I wrote, the more I looked at my words, and all of a sudden I got still and quiet. And I was like, wait a minute. That's, that's not true. That's not true. And through writing, the words spoke to me and, to, and reminded me. Yes, that your experiences have been buried very deeply, but let me help you. Let me help you uh, lift the lid of the coffin so you can stand up and truly forgive and live. And, and it came back on me. It washed back on me what had happened. And then I must say here, Kamara, I went to a friend of mine who was a, who was a professional counselor, a powerful poet, an amazing speaker, and her name is Imani Evans. And I went to her, um, not physically because uh, we were in another, she was in another state at the time. And I went to her via email and I said, I, I need your help. My soul said to me, get her. She, you need her. And I said, I would like you to come on my show and talk about rape and surviving sexual assault. She had survived it more than once. And when I had her on my show and she started speaking, on that show, I said the inevitable. I said, Imani, I know what you mean. I was raped twice. And Imani got quiet because I had never, ever revealed that to anyone. And the audience got quiet, and somebody on the radio show said, I heard the voice say, um, I heard the voice say, did she say what I, did she say what I just thought I heard her say? And I said, yes. And then I um since it was new and I had set it out to so many, even though I was alone with my computer on the uh, talk show, since it was so new, uh, tears started welling up in the back of my throat and I was struggling not to cry. But then Imani was herself. She was, um, she was comforting. She was um, advising me. And she was really... Uh, instrumental for me to step up, shake it off, uh, embrace it, face it, do what I had to do to walk through it, to be where I am, to talk about it and write about it today. What a blessing. What a blessing. I, I really admire you for that work. Because it Thank is, you. I mean, it is so needed. You know, when you're talking about sharing and, and sparing someone else to just really deal with those kinds of emotions. If you, have, right. if you haven't lived it, you cannot, I don't think, understand it as much. You can feel for the person you have. The, That's right. That's right. If, if you... If, when you've been there, you know you can really uh, embrace someone else because you you know it in every fiber. You know the helplessness. 
you know the silence, you know. That is amazing. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. And we're going to wrap it up in a few minutes because we will have been going on an hour. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Doing the show, and of course, we were gabbing before the show even before the show even started. Even started. So, t- tell our listeners uh, how they can find you, where they can find you, and what what to do. Well, we know what you're writing, but share any other thing that you'd like to share about what's new and upcoming. Oh yes, uh, uh, for anyone listening who knows someone who has been in a situation where uh, they were taken advantage of sexually, um, anybody who has been raped, uh, if they know anyone who might be willing to write about their experiences, uh, they can send their submission to M-I-S-S-C-L-A-U-D-I-A M O S S Miss Claudia Moss at Gmail dot com. They can send it to my email, and uh, I will take the submission and put it with the others to be considered for the anthology. And then when they communicate with me via email, I will send them the um, call for submission so that they can understand uh, what I'm looking for in the way of how it is to be how I'd like it submitted. So I really want to stress that. And that's Miss Claudia Moss at gmail.com. And uh, my writing can be found on Amazon. Uh, I'm going to be uploading to other places like Barnes & Noble uh, to make sure I am seen across the web. I was advised to do that. And don't put all of your eggs in one basket. Uh, <laughs> You know, try other platforms, too, for self-published writers. So, yes, so I'll, I'll be doing that. Um, and I'm on Facebook as Claudia Moss. Um, I am on Facebook also as Claudia Moss, uh, the writing. I have a writing uh, page on Facebook. I'm on uh, WordPress at my blog, uh, Claudia Moss, the official blog of Claudia Moss is on WordPress. And I'm on Twitter as the Golden Goddess on Twitter. And you can find me there as the Siren as well. Okay, now you have given me something new. Okay. I'm sorry, say it again? You have given me something new. Okay, so for Twitter, I know you have the Siren. Yes. And you have another... Uh, yes, I have another one on Twitter, and uh, uh, this one is the Wanda B. Wonders on oh. Twitter. So I, I, what, what I would do is I put in quotes, I put in quotes about uh, Wanda B. and what she's saying um, on Twitter. So yes, I will. Um, I'm there as well as Wanda B. Wonders. Okay, so I have you that. So you have, well, of course, I'm following you on both the uh, the Siren and the Wanda B. Wonders. Did you mention something else though for Twitter? Oh, uh, let me see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, maybe I should uh, corral myself here. <laughs> and um, it's it's um the siren and want to be wonders. Yeah. But okay. let me see. The golden goddess. 
um, what's that? Oh gosh, that that was my blog spot. Uh, if somebody wanted to go and read my blog spot um, uh, blog, it was it's the Golden Goddess. Yes, and oh. then they they can pick up with my newer blog on WordPress. Okay, and on Word, you know what? I was looking for you on WordPress. What's um, oh, on WordPress, it is um, the official blog of the author, Claudia Moss. Okay. I I can send you those links again, okay. definitely. Yes. yes, please do that because I was having a hard time finding you on WordPress. Yes, oh, my goodness. If okay. you send me those, that would be great. All right, all right. I sure will. I yeah. sure will. As I was saying, I'm not tech savvy, so I'm sure it was there. <laughs> yeah, oh yes, it's there. It's there. <laughs> I I will be honest. I have two blogs on uh, WordPress. I have the official uh, Claudia Moss author blog, and then I have a lesbian blog where I blog um, on uh, uh, WordPress as well. Okay. All right. So we have both of those. And and what's that one called? Oh my God! Let me remember what that one is. I just go through it, right? Um, uh, let me see. What did I call that one? The sapphic. Um, in sapphic sunshine. In sapphic sunshine. Okay, spell that for me. S A P P H I C running together. Uh, I N S A P P H I C sunshine. Okay, well, yeah, definitely, that's a lot of words, so definitely, <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> so definitely send me that one. I will, I will send you all of my links, I promise, and I check them all, and they should be live, yes. Okay, Every everything's up, up and coming, up and running. Yes, everything is up and running, so I've given myself, Kamara, a hiatus from the Internet, and I've given myself a hiatus from the Internet um, for a while, and I will be up and running on the Internet soon. But I think that I know it has been very good for me because it allowed me to hunker down and get that writing done and get a nice rhythm and flow going because that Internet sometimes, sometimes it throws me off my game uh, when I get caught up on on Tumblr, because I'm on Tumblr as well as the Golden Goddess. Right. I think, <laughs> I think I'm with you. On I know. I'm everywhere. I'm everywhere. And um, sometimes it just gets to be a lot, a lot. So I, I find I have to um, bide my time and, and learn how to manage myself. Um, right. And really quiet. So many sites. Because yeah. I'm on about.com as well. <laughs> Just send it all to me. <laughs> Once again, I'm going to send you all those links. Well, Claudia, I want to thank you for being on the Stroke Keep a Fabulous show this year, 2015. There's a lot. You're going to send me all the links and we're going to get this interview out and about so that folks can check you out. 
Wow, thank you. I appreciate you so much. And fabulous is indeed the word and fantastic. <laughs> so and marvelous. I, I just appreciate you. Thank you. And so for our guest, if you know someone that's on the show, in about 15 to 30 minutes, talk show will be uploaded. And so just have folks. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Oh, I'm just reading the uh, the tag. Okay, okay. Um, within the next 30 to 40 minutes, no, the next 15 to 30 minutes, talk should should be loaded up or uploaded. And so for people you know that missed it, they just go to www.talkshoe.com slash tc slash 115759. And I know, Claudia, you'll spread it out on your network, and I'll spread it out some more on my network so that we really get the ball up and rolling on your new work because I think it's very important. Very Thank important. You. I do. So, Thank you so much. Yes, another edition of the Stroke Diva Fabulous Show. I'm your host, Kamaria T. Richmond, and I will be talking to you next Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.